Act Two of The Litigants by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell, eighteen sixty four to nineteen thirty three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One. Leander Lantemé. I can't do everything. There's one stroke more needed, and you must play the magistrate if I'm the officer. If you'll but don a gown and follow in my steps, you'll find means to hold converse. Change that auburn wig. These people do not know of your existence, and when they come to wait upon your father, day will have scarcely dawned. You've cause to praise that precious countess whom my lucky star brought just when she was wanted. Seeing me, she fell into the trap, and bade me serve a writ on Chicanou, and summon him before the court for certain words of his, whereby he wished to make her pass for mad, too mad to be at large with other insults, such as are wont to garnish writs of slander. But you say nothing of my fine get-up. Don't I look like a sheriff's officer? Ay, that you do. I can't think how it is. I feel I'm twenty times the man I was. Well, here's the writ, and here, sir, is your letter. Miss Isabel shall have it, that I promise. But if you'd have this marriage contract signed, you must present yourself without delay. Pretend to make inquiries on the matter, while making love under her father's nose. Don't let the writ change places with the letter. No, he shall have the writ, and she the billet. Go in. Lantemer goes and knocks at Isabel's door. Scene 2. Isabel Lantemer. Who knocks? A friend. Aside. The voice is hers. Tis Isabel. Who is it, sir? You want? I have a little writ here. Grant me, please, the honour, miss, of serving it on you. Excuse me, sir. I cannot understand it. My father will be here soon. Speak to him. Is he not then within, miss? No, he is not. The warrant, miss, is made out in your name you doubtless take me sir for someone else i never went to law but know its cost and if the world loved it no more than i do you and your like would need some new employment farewell but pray allow i'll allow nothing this is no writ nonsense it is a letter that's worse but read it no you shall not catch me the gentleman who wrote it was farewell sir leander not so loud who did it say it's hard to make her listen faith i'm now quite out of breath oh pardon my surprise linton may give it you'd have slammed the door right in my face who would have known twas you in this disguise give it i like politeness Please give it. Oh, what a plague. Don't give it, then. 
Go take your letter with you. You shall have it, but next time don't you be in such a hurry. Scene 3. Chicanel, Isabel, Lantemay. Yes, yes, she called me fool and thief. I've charged the sheriff's officer to take my thanks, and I'll soon serve her with a dainty dish. I should be vexed were I obliged to send a second time, or if she sued me first. But who is this man talking to my daughter? She reads a letter. It must be a lover's. I will go near. Shall I believe you, master? Is he sincere? He cannot sleep o' nights no more than your papa. He'll... Perceiving Chicano, make you see how those gain not who go to law with him. Isabel, perceiving Chicano, my father, to Lantemay, you may tell them if they sue, I can defend myself. Tearing the letter, stay, look you, thus I treat the writ you bring me. What is this? It was a writ that she was reading then. She'll yet do credit to her family and hold her own. Come to my arms, my child. I'll buy you the complete guide to the law. But hang it all. Ritz shouldn't be torn up. Isabel to Lantemay. I fear them not, and you may say as much. A, let them do their worst. It won't displease me. Don't vex yourself, my dear. Isabel to Lantemay. Good day, sir. Scene four. Chicanot, Lantemay. Lantemay, preparing to write. Now then, I must draw up a statement. Sir, excuse her. She's ignorant, and I can piece together these fragments, if you'll kindly wait a moment. No. I shall soon decipher it. I'll help you. I've got another copy. Most obliging, I'm sure. Somehow, the more I look at you, the less I am able to recall your face, though I know heaps of bailiffs. Make inquiries. I'm not a bad hand at my little jobs. Maybe. Who sent you? A distinguished lady, who much esteems you, and with all her heart, desires you to come, at my request, and say one word by way of reparation. Of reparation? I have injured no one. I well believe it, sir. You are too good. What do you want, then? She would have you, sir, do her the honor, before witnesses, of owning her possessed of sound good sense. Good gracious! Tis my countess! At your service. Give her my best respects. I thank you, sir. Yes, pray assure her I have sent a bailiff to satisfy her claims as she deserves. What? Is the injured party to be punished? Let's see what song she sings. Hmm. The 16th of January, for having falsely said, prompted by evil motives, that the high and noble dame, the Countess of Pimbesh, ought to be kept in durance as insane. Uh, be it now declared, the above-named Jeremy shall straightway to the aforesaid lady's house betake himself, and before witnesses, not less than four, besides a notary, in a clear voice acknowledge her sound judgment signed good is he your sheriff at your service aside i'll face it out in brazen impudence 
I never saw a writ signed good before. Who's Mr. Good? Sir? I say you're a rogue. I beg your pardon. I'm an honest man. Uh, the most consummate knave between this and Rome. Tis not for me to contradict you, sir, but you will have to pay for defamation. Pay? <laughs> yes, with blows. You are too gentle, sir. You'll pay me in good coin. My head will burst if he goes on. Take that! A box on the ear. I'll write it down, that the said Jeremy, with other outrages, struck me a bailiff, and thereby knocked my hat into the mud. Chicano, giving him a kick. Take that, too! Thanks. As good as ready money. I want some badly. Not content with that, followed it up by giving me a kick. Bravo! Moreover, the aforesaid Jeremy tried in a rage to tear this present statement. Come, my dear sir, this goes on splendidly. Don't stop. You rascal! Do just what you please. Give me the stick next, if you would oblige me. Chicano, holding up a stick. Yes, that I will, and see if you're a bailiff. Lantemet, preparing to write. Quick, hit me then. I have four hungry children. Oh, forgive me, you're a bailiff, sure enough. But the most clever man may be deceived. I wronged you sadly, but will make amends. Yes, you're a bailiff. Sir, a thorough bailiff. Your hand. Such men as you have my respect. And my late father always brought me up in fear of heaven and of bailiffs, sir. No, you don't beat me on such easy terms. Don't draw up a complaint, sir. Words of insult. A stick raised, ears boxed, and a kick. Nay, rather, give them me back, please. They are far too precious. I wouldn't part with them for fifty pounds. Scene 5. Leander, dressed as a magistrate. Chicano, Lantemé. Here comes his worship in the nick of time. Your presence, sir, is just what we require. This gentleman has made me a small present and given me a tremendous box on the ear. What, you, sir? Me, I say. Item, a kick, besides the names that he bestows on me. And have you witnesses? Put your hand here, sir. Feel how my ear and cheek are tingling still. Ha! Taken in the act, assault and battery. I'm in a nasty fix. His daughter, too. At least she said she was, tore up my writ, saying she was pleased to get it, and defied us to do our worst. Leander to Lantemet. Then bring the daughter here. They seem a contumacious family. Chicano aside. These people must most surely have bewitched me. May I be hanged if I know one of them. Assault a bailiff? Here's the little rebel. Scene 6. Leander, Isabel, Chicano, Lantemé. Lantemé to Isabel. Do you recognize him? Well, miss, so it's you who just now treated with supreme contempt our officer and haughtily defied us. Your name, please. Isabel. So, write it down. 
Your age? Eighteen. In fact, a little more, but that's no matter. Say, have you a husband? No, sir. You're laughing. Write down that she laughed. But don't talk of husbands, sir, to girls like her. You've naught to do with family affairs. Write that he interrupted. Nay, I did not intend to do so. Isabel, take care what you say next. Pray, don't alarm yourself. We do not wish to vex you. Answer freely. Did not this bailiff here hand you a paper just now? That's right, sir. Good, and so he did. And did you dare to tear it up unread? I read it, sir. Ha! Huh, good again. Leander to Lantemay? Right on. To Isabel? What made you tear it? Sir, I was afraid my father would take it to heart too much, and its perusal might inflame his wrath. And you're the girl so frightened at the law? Mere mischief. So you did not tear the paper in scorn or in contempt of those who sent it to you? I've neither anger nor contempt to them. Leander to Lantemay? Write that down. She takes after me. She answers very well. You show, however, an evident contempt for men of law. A lawyer's gown used to offend my eyes, but that aversion now grows somewhat less. That's right, my child. You shall be married well, and at no distant date, if it costs nothing. You then consent to meet the claims of justice? Sir, I'll do anything to give you pleasure. Sir, make her sign her name to that. Will you confirm your promise when occasion serves? You may trust Isabel to keep your word. Sign, then. That's well. Justice is satisfied. There now. Will you, sir, add your name? With pleasure. I sign without a look to all she says. Leander aside to Isabel. All has gone well. Success smiles on my wishes. He signs a marriage contract in due form, and his own hand will prove his condemnation. Chicano aside. What is he saying to her? Charm, no doubt, with her good sense. Farewell. Be ever wise. As you are fair, my man, escort her home. Come, sir. Where now? Where I shall lead you, sir. But where? You'll soon know. In the king's name, come. What's this? Scene 7. Leander, Chicano, Petitjean. I say, has anybody seen my master? Which way went he? By the door or window? Don't tell me. His son is vanished. And for the father, Deuce knows where he is. He kept on telling me he wanted spices. I, like a simpleton, ran to the pantry to find the pepper box. And he, meanwhile, bolted. Scene 8. Thorned in, at a garret window on the roof. Leander, Chicano, Lantemay, Petitjean. Peace! Silence in court, I say. Good heavens! Look, he's up there on the gutter. 
pray who are you what is your business sirs who are these gownsmen are you barristers speak you will see he's going to judge the cats if you have not yet seen my secretary ask him if he has told me of your case i must get hold of him and bring him down keep your eyes bailiff on your prisoner oh you sir silence if you love your life and follow me scene nine the countess dandin chicanon lantime quick what is your petition without your order i have been arrested good gracious is that he among the garrets what is he doing there hearing petitions now is your chance sir having been assaulted and grievously maltreated i come here to make complaint to you as i do also you, you see, see before you, you the, the offending, offending party. party faith i will introduce my grievance too sir, sir i have a little writ to bring, bring before you. you let us in turn prefer our several claims his claim indeed all that he says is falsehood what wrongs have you sustained the, the grossest, grossest slanders. slanders and blows sir which is more than they can say one of your nephews is my cousin sir my case is known to father corden sir sir i'm the bastard of your surgeon barber and what are you a countess i'm a bailiff and i a burgess Dandin, retiring from the garret window on the roof speak i hear you all sir look you there he has given us the slip alas what's this is the court closed already i've not had time to say two words to him scene ten leander no longer dressed as a magistrate chicanot the countess lantime be kind enough to leave us now in peace mayn't i come in sir not while i'm alive why so i shall not occupy an hour or two at most there's no admittance sir tis well to shut the door upon this brawler but i you cannot be admitted madam <gasps> yes sir i will doubtful i'm sure of it how through a window through the door we'll see if i must do so i'll stay here till midnight scene eleven leander chicanot the countess lantime petitjon petitjon to leander no one will hear him now do what he will i've put him in a room close to the cellar one word will do as well as will a hundred you cannot see my father oh indeed what if i say i must and that's the truth Dandin shows himself at the air-hole of the cellar but look heaven sends him to our aid once more up from the cellar surely he's possessed sir but for you and your impertinence 
I should not be here. Sir. Go away. Don't bother. Will you, sir? You split my head. I've given orders. Hold your tongue, I say. That there be sent you. Take him off to prison. A cask of wine. Hmm. I'll have none of it. Excellent muscat. Please repeat your case. Leander to Lantime. We must encompass them on all sides. Sir, nothing but lies is what you'll hear from him. Sir, tis the truth, I say. Zounds, let her speak. Pray hear me, sir. Allow me to take breath. Sir. I feel suffocated. Please look here. She'll be the death of me. You drag me down. Take care, I'm falling. Both, upon my word, have fallen in the cellar. Fly there, quick, run to their help. But I intend at least now to Chicano's inside, to keep him there till morning. Lantime, take care of him. The air-hole must be watched. Go, I'll do that. Scene 12. The Countess Leander The wretch will prepossess him in his favour. She speaks through the cellar air-hole. Pray believe nothing that he tells you, sir. He is a liar and has no witnesses. What's that you say to them? They may be dying for aught we know. He'll make him swallow all he chooses. Let me enter. No, you shan't. I see the musket wine works upon you as much as on your father's inclination. <sighs> Patience. I will protest in legal form against the judge, also against the cask. Go then, and let us have a little peace. What fools, I never met such company. Scene 13. Dondin, Leander, Lontime. Where are you running, sir? You'll hurt yourself, limping along like that. I want to judge. No, father, you must let your wounds be dressed. Quick, fetch a surgeon. Bring him into court. Stop, father, stop. Oh, I can see what's up. You mean to make of me just what you please, casting off filial reverence and regard. You will not let me judge a single case have done take this bag be quick there gently my father we must find some compromise if judging is your only joy in life and you feel bound to sit upon the bench there is no need to leave your house for that fulfil your favourite office here with us don't ridicule a judge's dignity i do not wish to be a dummy sir nay you shall judge and that without appeal in civil causes as in criminal you can hold sittings twice a day 
and all that passes in our midst be brought before you a servant brings a dirty glass you fine him or if he breaks one you award a whipping that's something it deserves consideration but who's to pay me for my services their wages will be your security that's to the point your scheme seems feasible and as regards a neighbour scene fourteen dandine leander lentement petition stop there catch him leander to lentement ah have you let my prisoner escape no fear of that i am undone your dog ginger has just run off with a fat capon and eaten it one can keep nothing from him good here's a case for him to try help run all join in the pursuit and catch the thief no noise arrest the offender quietly this household robber must be judged severely and made a notable example father with due formalities i wish the affair to be conducted with opposing counsel and there are none well we must make some then there are your porter and your secretary they will prove first-rate advocates i fancy they're very ignorant oh not at all sir i'll send him fast asleep as well as any don't expect much from me for i know nothing this is your first case we'll prepare it for you but i can't read then you shall have a prompter let's go and make us ready we must close our eyes to bribes our ears to all corruption you master petitjean are for the plaintive and you master lintime for the defendant end of act two